Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, if you are a longtime listener, first time caller in this podcast, we like to take big, juicy, meta topics and break them down into teeny tiny little bite sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you through the process of change. We are obsessed with it. We talk about it professionally in our personal lives. Rod and I heart change. And so this week, we thought we would chat a little bit about the concept of the elephant and the rider. Now, some of you may have heard about this. It was in the Heath Brothers books, but we kind of wanted to dig into it a little bit more today and share, as we always do, share some of our personal stories and try to unpack this a little bit and figure out how we can make it work for us. Rod, what do you want to add into the mix, research man? (laughs) Tell us about the elephant and the yeah. rider. Well, this is a great. <laughs> I, I feel like we uh, we should have talked about this before because it we've talked I a know, lot about right? about the uh, fight or flight, the emotional responses. We've talked about um, how our brains think about and take in change, and this is such a great metaphor to describe that in a pretty straightforward way. But and you know, there's a lot we can do with it. So maybe I'll I'll do. Um, a very quick intro to what is the elephant and the rider? Or is it the rider and the elephant? <laughs> I think it's the what elephant and the rider as you start talking about it. I mean, just from the sheer size and magnitude, I think it's the elephant and the rider. But let's yeah. start. Okay, go, go. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. And we'll okay, see so, if we can figure it out. Okay, so the, the, the well, the rider is the, uh, the, is the person who's on the elephant, if you can have a picture, imagine if you had an elephant and you were riding it around, you would sit at the top. Um, right. And it's the, the it's supposed to represent rational, logical thinking. It's like, okay, I want to go from A to B. This is what we need to do. We need to turn left and then turn right and so off we go. But the, the elephant is the, uh, is the emotional part of uh ourselves so it's it's and it's Mm -hmm. symbolically much bigger much more powerful and really if if the elephant wants to go somewhere that's where they're going it doesn't matter what the rider is trying to what direction they're trying to take them in yes yes is that a decent i think that totally works i scientifically i think the elephant lives in our prefrontal cortex. no sorry the rider lives in our prefrontal cortex and the mm. elephant is that part of our brains that's maybe a little bit more ancient that, you know, convinces us that things that aren't necessarily the best of ideas are amazing mm-hmm. ideas in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of how I think total, of it. A total sidebar here. I started listening to a new uh, podcast called Two Beers and Two Psychologists or something like that two psychologists and two beers I and it's all about it. them drinking while they talk but the i never the prefrontal cortex which you just talked about there they were this whole like dialogue of how what happens when that gets turned off or it gets muted or oh. it's less in control and they were saying how alcohol does that it actually tunes down the control of the logic side of the brain well Anyways. that makes a lot of life decisions <laughs> Like Make the rider, a whole the lot of sense. In a case of beer, <laughs> who's in control? <laughs> that, 
that explains all sorts of things, Rod. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to check that out. <laughs> yes. You know I love a you know I love a good podcast reco. Well then okay, <laughs> then c- continuing on the sidebar, then they they interviewed a guy who wrote a book on the value of drinking for creativity. So that's just loads of interest there. Too. So Fascinating. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll put I'll put a link to it just a plug for the, in our notes afterwards. Love it. But back back to the elephant and the rider. So what is it makes that interesting for you as something to talk about in our podcast so, here i am so uh, you know i've started using that new map i told you about it right and and they talk a lot about the elephant and the rider in terms of choices that we make in relation to food but i think of it even more broadly to me the elephant is that voice that says "Ugh, you can skip your work what's one workout just skip it you don't have to get your steps in today. You've worked really hard. You're tired. Just go plant yourself on the couch. Or, um, you know, those cookies, like they're there. You may as well just have one. What's the big deal with one, not realizing that one cookie is a gateway drug and like you're mm. in the whole bag if you have, right? Uh, or, you know, for those who are trying to work on sleep, the elephant is the voice that says just one more episode of that Netflix show that I just started binging. Like I can't possibly mm. stop watching now. And so I'm fascinated by that that voice and that that really runs counter to our true happiness and the things that um, like in the long run will make us feel happy and and content and and good about ourselves and our lives. I'm just I'm fascinated by that and nor but then equally on the other side and I'm going to argue myself out of my first argument I wouldn't want to be all rider all day long either right like is the riders all about rules and making sure you follow the rules all the time and I I don't want to be I don't want to be like a big rulesy pants all day long that does not sound like fun. So like to me, it's how do we find a delicate balance between the rider and the elephant and um, and and like allow the elephant sometime to run free, but not so free that the elephant is like running around and stomping on all of the things that you've been working for. And, you know, like there's just a I'm just I'm I'm endlessly intrigued right now by my own internal process around the elephant and the rider. I don't know yeah. if it, if any of that's sort of happening for you right now as well, Rod, where you're kind of having that inner dialogue or that, you know, that elephant whispering sweet nothings in your ear. But yeah, <laughs> well, so this is one of the, like awareness of a concept is so powerful because mm-hmm. like to your question there, I, I have any thoughts on it. I, I, you know, I don't because I hadn't really been thinking about these different situations Not different situations where was that my rational person guiding it or the Mm. emotional person though um you know i I think it it is true like if you were now if i start to ponder about it i'm much more motivated by or or i i feel like the right thing to do is to be guided by the rational by the rider and so so i'm just so interested about what you just said it's like maybe we should not just want the rational to to rule the day and be worried about how do we tame the the elephant how do we tame the emotional side and it's like how do we find that yin and yang balance between the two and and allow us to be the whole self 
Like the whole, if the rider and the elephant molded together into one. (laughs) Well, the whole, the whole idea of like the process of individuation is all about integrating all aspects of ourselves, right? So I feel like if we're, I think that that you, what you just said around integration is kind of the magic. If we, any, any part of ourselves, if we more, the more we try and deny it or pretend it's not there or whatever, ignore it, um, it, it, it's not going to lead to a happy life. I think it Mm. is that integration that is really important, but Mm. I, I think it's easy to be convinced in our world today that the rational, um, is the thing to follow. But if we only fo- my experience, and so the, I'll tell you my experience, I'll tell you my story. So right now, my heavy elephant day, <laughs> if there's going to be a day of the week that my elephant runs loose and wreaks havoc, it's Friday, like late mm. Friday afternoon, early Friday evening, because at the end of a really stressful week, that voice in my head that's saying just have a glass of wine, Mm-hmm. Just have two glasses. What's another glass of wine? Like, really, you're two glasses in. What's one more? What's the worst mm-hmm. that's going to happen? And that that is a day of the week that my elephant is really, really, she's like yelling in my ear. It's no longer a subtle whisper. It's like, a, hey, you over there, what you doing? How's this sound? Let's do it. You know, yeah. uh, it's not the like siren, whispering siren song anymore. She's She's pretty forceful. And I feel like that's because possibly I, you know, I, we, I work in a world and live in a world where the rational is more um, honored, trusted, respected, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my elephant doesn't get to come out and play all that often. And so mm. when she doesn't get to come out and play all that often, she goes a little crazy. And so I do think there has to be a balance. And I just lived that on Friday night, which is why it's such a, why I even suggested this as a topic. I'm like, I, mm. yeah, this is, this one, I, I really am feeling it right now. That yeah. if I don't honor my elephant every now and again, that, you know, she's gonna, she's, she's not going to be a happy camper. And, mm. and as the, as the, as the story would suggest, you know, the elephant will win like the none of it like none of us should be fooled into thinking that our rational side will win like the elephant mm. will win all day long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so interesting no i'm just well, let me, I'm fa- let me here's how i'm taking that in which is perhaps it's framed a little bit differently but like think of the like the the two beers and two psychologists thing before where the discussion is what these things that come along that reduce the power of the, or the influence of the prefrontal cortex, the rational. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying Friday afternoon comes along, but there's, there's another thing at play here. And that is just the fatigue of, of when you've been working the rational, making decisions, thinking yes. about stuff like, yeah, you have only so much capacity to do that. And it kind of run yep. out of, that capacity and so it's not it's it's as much the the limiter the the oh, I, I wish i could remember it's it's like this control function in the brain of of making these decisions it gets reduced in its effectiveness and so the other side come those urges al- are allowed to take center stage i had the same Did thing no, isn't there like a good obama story isn't there a, right oh, yeah. like it, tell the oh, yeah, obama story because that's a good one still, 
Well, it, it Obama and Steve Jobs, the same thing is that they got they wore. Well, Obama had like the same colored suit he just wore right. every time, and Steve Jobs wore a white turtleneck or whatever color turtleneck every day. Yeah. And the the point is, is that it was just one less decision to make. Like for, you know, their days would be full of decisions. If they have to think about what they're going to dress in the morning, it, it, as simple as that might be, that just is something that takes some of that capacity in that day. And there's a lot of studies that reinforce this. Like, um, uh, or holding off on a temptation, like, if there's mm-hmm. chocolate there to eat or if there's some ple- other pleasurable thing there to have and if you're making a choice to say, okay, no, I'm going to hold off on my temptation, you can only do that so you have so much capacity in a given right. period of time. And so that's the other thing for for you on the Friday is, is so the way I interpret that is like it's just you've kind of reached the, that you spent a week of controlling or a period of time of controlling the temptation. yeah. And the rider's tired and he's like kind of having a nap. And then the elephant's like, nobody's, yeah. <laughs> like, nobody's going to. The guard is so asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I, I think you're right. There's something about like peak decision fatigue. Mm. Um, you know, when, when you're at that sort of, when you're, pe- when your prefrontal cortex is just like, no more, I'm not making any more choices. I'm mm-hmm. just not doing it. Um, that is, I think, you know, that is when the rider, the elephant can definitely, that voice is a siren song that is calling really, really loudly for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Okay. So what's our plan? What do we do? Cause I mean, I, you know, then I get up early on Saturday mornings. I like to go to the market really, really early. So if I have that extra glass of wine, I am, you know, I'm a tired bunny when I wake yeah. up on Saturday morning. I am not feeling like Ow. my best self. Yeah. Not feeling like my best know. self. Yeah. That's a, what do you do? That's a, that's a great um, question. Maybe, maybe one of the things is rather than the, let's go out Friday or Friday nights is the time to, uh, to give yourself a, you know, it's okay to, to not whatever. I'm, I'm like let loose or, yeah. Or allow yourself to to digress and do some pleasurable stuff that you might otherwise say logically you shouldn't do. Um, maybe it should be a different day of the week. If you, I if was just thinking that. Yeah. Like consciously let your elephant out on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night where your your elephant feels like it's getting some that it wants, but you're doing it in sort of a riderish way. Right. Yeah. And then and then it's you know, it feels placated a little bit. It feels like it's had some and I don't even want to say that in a mean way. I wanna say it more in like a it's had some loving nourishment. It's been tended mm-hmm. to, it's been cared for, right? Because uh, you know, I love elephants. So I can't be mad at, you know, it's not their fault. They're just, an elephant is just yeah. being its elephanty self. So how do we take care of that in a more conscious way, maybe is mm-hmm. the is the name of the game. So mm-hmm. that it it's not a stampede on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and so there's another part of the rider and the elephant, which we haven't talked about. And I think this is how the, it's talked about in the, 
Heath Brothers book is if you're trying to make a change, how do you do you approach it? Do you try to mm. train the rider to make it stronger or do you go for the influence, the emotional, the ele- ele- elephant? And um, I think the first part that we were just talking about is is really important and perhaps not hadn't hadn't been discussed before when this concept was discussed and because it's the just the recognition that it's not just about the rider controlling every everything it's about that balance right. of understanding it's the both it's allowing both to right. have an interplay and not one dominate the other but if if the this concept in the book is they they talk about well you can train the rider you can go for the uh emotional uh influence or you can design the path. You can shape the path. Mm. Uh, so if you're trying to guide yourself, if you're, you know, avoid the the peak or valley of one dominating the other, it's you shape the the path. So it's like, it's the classic, like I bought a bag of chips, maybe two bags of chips as I was Friday. <laughs> and ate, may, have may have ate one of them. Um, (laughs) but it's the, it's the, you know, not have, not having it in the first place or having it in a smaller portion right? and, and laying that out. Cause in the moment when you're making those choices, it's, you, you know, you're allowing one to, to have more influence. You're allowing, you're giving that the, it's the the elephant who's getting you to buy the two big bags of chips. Like, let's not even kid ourselves. It's not even about the eating of the chips. The elephant is getting you to actually buy them. Yeah. Right. And then when they're there, they're this like, let's just keep going. Let's just. Right. Right. We've already started. Yeah. Like we're already halfway through. What's the rest of the bag going to possibly do? Right. Definitely. I've actually, I've, I worked with a nutritionist for a while in my past and, uh, her recommendation, which I thought was really smart is even change the route you walk home so that you're not walking by your places that are your, you would typically go in and either, you know, get whatever it is your thing is that is your, your thing. Um, but to actually literally chase, change the, the path you walk. So it's almost that whole idea of defining the path really resonates with me because I think you, you literally have to change it. Like you, you, Mm. you, it's not, that is not metaphorical. That is, you literally have to change it almost Mm. like, and I've never done this one. And, you know, I think it's because I'm so not a workout person, although I'm trying to get myself to be a workout person someday, Rod, is having your workout clothes, including like your sneakers laid out in the morning. So you just like jump out of bed and jump Mm. into your workout clothes. I've never been that person. But that's another that's another example. Right. Right. That's another example of it. Things to to lead you to enable you to or make it easy to do what it is you wanted to do right 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 and there's probably a thousand examples like that but i think for each of us that's a that's a really great way Mm -hmm. of um of designing that path a little bit differently Mm -hmm. yeah because i sometimes if the temptation is in front of us there's no there's nothing we there's there's no saying no to it there's no right. you yeah. know and it well and that 
it's what I was just going to say is the exact same thing. It's the recognizing that, that in certain situations, when the, if the temptation is there laid out on a platter or if it's uh, you're tired or, you, you know, it's your guard is your prefrontal cortex cortex guard is down. The rider is napping. Mm-hmm. There's the if you're on a path to try to change or to do something different and you you have moments where you're you're flipping back that's okay like it happens and it's okay and it's actually it's not because you're not otherwise capable of achieving this bigger the bigger goal of more consistently do say eating uh having different eating patterns or exercise patterns or yeah or whatever it may be i think you're right i i think the the big thing is don't let I wonder like I wonder if and maybe this is I don't know if I believe this or not but I'm just gonna say it out loud and see if I believe it as I say it I feel like the rider might be a part of my part of my perfectionist might live within the rider and so that sort of tisker you know what I mean don't don't tisk yourself don't don't be don't be hard on yourself don't let that progress progress is better than perfection you know really progress is it's the long game and it's recognizing that when you're in the long game weird stuff's going to happen along the way mm-hmm. yeah you know and and just and that elephant is it's big and so don't be hard on yourself if every now and again even despite all your best efforts and your planning and your sneakers are by the door and you've only got healthy food in your fridge and all the things sometimes mm-hmm. that rider you sorry that elephant gets you i'm getting it mixed up every single time how interesting is that <laughs> Rod, we're going to have to dissect this. <laughs> That's some deep psychological <laughs> stuff happening right now. That elephant is going to, you know, she's sometimes going to, she's sometimes going to win out. And I actually think that's okay. I really yeah. do. I really yeah. do. I don't want to live a life where my elephant doesn't sometimes win. I don't want it to be like elephant all day long. Mm-hmm. But I do want my elephant to win every now and again. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Or... Totally. It, it, it or just part of the process, part of the whole rider elephant connecting. Ying, you know, I said yin yang already, but it, you know, it's like this. So it's no longer. It's, it's not about the rider guiding everything and like let's figure out how to control the elephant. So right. it, it's no longer if you, you know, um, jockeys or whoever would use a whip to say like now we got to go this way or you'd be be banging on the 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 elephant to to try to get it in a certain path like none of that at all it's the Mm -mm. okay i have this guy this is where i think you know the logical brain is like these are some of the things that are important to me and that's what i want to do and and then it becomes a a whole system journey to get there and it's a path and it's more of a wandering partnership a, a partnership yeah Oh, I love that, Rod. I really love that. That makes me, I don't know, that gives me such a sense of peace inside that the two, I feel like the way this story is written, certainly the way I've read about it, is these two ideas are in somehow put in opposition mm-hmm. to one another. And I love what you've just said, because I feel like it gets back to what we were talking about at the beginning, but in such a deep way of of the integration between the two. And that's really mm-hmm. where I think the real magic and maybe where real change happens, where we recognize that we're in this, like this is a together game, you know? And so how do we, how do we work 
with our rider and with our elephant versus liking one, not liking the other, being mad at one, cheering oh, yeah. on the other, you know, like that is such a, that's such a powerful thing. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I guess like we, you know, in terms of finding what's important to ourselves and our path and it, it's also, I think it allowed like the rational side of things is so much, it's evaluative. It's, 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 you know, this is what it, socially constructed important thing to, for me to be doing and you know a lot of the, right. the choices of that logical rider is not the full view of what's you know, of the person so yeah i, I mean i'm just kind of re- building on a repeating but it, it is actually this is part of our conversations where we touch on some or we uncover something that's beyond what the original concept yeah. is supposed to say it almost feels to me like the inner integration of our of our masculine and feminine selves. Like it almost feels like that, like the intellectual self and the intuitive self and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels like that, that sort of, um, that sort of integration. Mm-hmm. What a happy way to, I love it when this happens. It's like this ta-da that <laughs> reveals itself when we get to the end of our conversations and it's never planned and it just happens. That's right. Gosh, I love talking about this stuff with you, Rod. I feel so (laughs) lucky every single day. Honest to goodness. Honest to goodness. (laughs) Me too. It's so We now need a a new, like, concept of elephant and rider, but, like, as one. Yes. Uh, Don't tell anybody. We're going to do it as our first book. Don't tell anybody. Guys, don't steal (laughs) that idea. Rod and I are totally doing it as our first book. I love that so much. I love that so much. I'm so glad we unpacked this together today, my friend. Me too. Oh, goodness gracious. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, friend. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.